Welcome, welcome to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. I'm Nick. I'm Michael. And I'm Jennifer. And we're late. We're very late. <laughs> Yay. Because, uh, yeah, some people didn't turn up until about 6.30. Maybe, like, two of my co-hosts. Well, some people may have uh, completely forgotten <laughs> and <not> having dinner. <laughs> Yeah, like, I was here at, like, you know, 10 to 6, and, uh, yeah, I was waiting here for a little bit. Yeah, feels bad. T- talking to the radio manager. Mm, well, at least there's something. Yeah. See, I remembered that we had the radio show yesterday. I'm like, oh, yeah, tomorrow's Monday, we'll go to the radio show. And then today, it didn't cross my mind once. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> so mm. I, I, I knew I forgot something. Yes. <laughs> Something happening today, yes. <laughs> well, my boss after, offered me a beer after work, so he's like, here, have this. I'm like, okay. Well, well, we can't really fault him at that. No. Free beer. I had no be. way of getting here, so, you know, don't look at me. <laughs> Walk. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a bit hard from where you guys live. Mm. It's like, you know, it's not just town, it's like the other side of town. <laughs> yeah. It's like. The other side of town. It's like a good, what, two-hour walk or something. Yeah, I wouldn't want to walk that. Like, I walked from town to home this morning, and it wasn't that bad a walk. But I wouldn't want to walk from, you know, home to here. That would suck. (laughs) Yeah, just to town is like, you know, so much further from town to here. Yeah. Have you... You've walked it, have you? No. The furthest I've walked is from North Hill to here, like the other side of North Hill. And that takes about an hour. Okay. I've walked to town several times. Mm. I mean, on the way there, you, you kind of get, you know, you know that um, near the swimming pool? Mm. You get to the, about that roundabout and you're so done. <laughs> you're just done with <laughs> life. Uh, yep, you know what, done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I don't really walk. I, I Ain't nobody got time <laughs> to walk. <laughs> and then I just feel like, you know, my fat growing bigger. I'm just like, oh, I probably <laughs> should, hey. <laughs> Actually, Doris gets me out and tries to get me to do walks more often than not. Nice. <laughs> Before dinner, so. Joys. And I'm just like, but I want to be lazy. We well, say our neighbour has this adorable little Jack Russell cross, I think. Mm. But um, I'm thinking of, you know, asking his owner if, you know, it's okay if I take his dog for walks. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get some exercise? Yep. Mm. Well, I mean, if you're not interested in exercise, <laughs> there's lots of games to play. Oh, there is. You could play walking sims. Walking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've no. done it already. Or you can play delivery sim. Death Stranding. Oh, <laughs> Oh, for so, for something for some reason, I was thinking going postal. <laughs> uh, was it? No, not going postal. Um, just postal, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 just postal. <laughs> uh, but, but no, um, Death Stranding is basically if you were um, Amazon Prime. Okay, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh. If you were Amazon Prime, you'd be getting paid terribly and work ridiculous hours. <laughs> yes. Speaking of games, what have you two been playing this week? Well, actually, I got a new game mm-hmm. yesterday. It was supposed to come on Friday, 
but um, EB Games had some shipping stuff happen. Probably oh, yeah. because the country's on fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's half the reason for it. <laughs> but I got Pokemon Sword. Ooh. Okay. Because nice. I am a sad baby man. No, there's nothing wrong with liking Pokemon. <laughs> it's like Minecraft. You're not, you know. But in saying that, it looks really good being on the Switch. It's like the best that the series has looked. And well, that's good then. <laughs> but some of the names. Some of the names are terrible. Um, the main... Pokemon that I got at the beginning was a fire bunny. Guess what they called it? I'm pretty sure we talked about this game earlier in the year. Probably. They called it Score Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it's a fighting fire type. (laughs) Guess what its evolution is called? I've only got to the second evolution of it. Right. I'm just going to stop you right here. You, as a zoology student, have no right pronouncing evolution as evulsion. (laughs) (laughs) Bad. (laughs) Leave me alone. I'm not doing my course at the moment. (laughs) That's still no excuse. I found something amazing. Anyway, can I... Continue. Can I just say this? Um, Yeah, guess what its evolution is called? Mm. It's a fighting bunny. Fighting Fire Bunny. Raboot. Raboot. It's <laughs> amazing. And I I'm love ju- it. And I was just like, re- re- really? <laughs> That's what you're going with? Mm. I think they've just, they're just not, um, they've run out of their creative. Bit. Well, in saying that, they had, ooh, they had 820 before this game was released. So I don't know what they have now. But, yeah, they have a lot of Pokemon. Hmm. Did they actually need to add more Pokemon to make another Pokemon game? Not really. Yeah. That's kind of the thing about Pokemon. Like, you know, finding a new... Like, being in a new region, finding new Pokemon, and not just having the same old Pokemon all the time. I mean, if you have 800 Pokemon, I'm sure there's a cycle that you could go through... That is long enough between the first one to the last one. The issue is, though, is that Pokemon is such a... It's such a cult game in that if you're into it, you're, like... Really Seriously. Into it. Yeah. You know, you'd think 800 Pokemon would be a, you know, a lot, except there's people who can name every single <laughs> one and tell you what they do. Yeah. Um, in saying that, though, every single Pokemon game up until this point has had every single Pokemon available to it in that game. That's a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're probably... Granted, a lot of them are terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, there's Trubbish, which is a bag of rubbish. Trubbish. Trubbish. Good job, guys. <laughs> uh, there, I've come across one called Roly Coley, which is a lump of coal with the motorbike wheel in it and hmm. an eye on the front. And okay. I'm just and I'm just like what, <laughs> what? Nice. I'm not sure who needed that in their life, but you know. Yeah, honestly, the uh, like the first couple of um, games, their Pokemon were a lot better than what's coming out now, because 
they had a lot more freedom and a lot more like, oh yeah, we can do this. Well, they started with a blank slate. Yeah, that's and what now I mean. they've kind of you know locked themselves into this thing and yeah, they've really got nowhere to go. <laughs> I mean, they just need to think outside the box. I mean, some of them look kind of cool and stuff, but you know, it's just there's. <laughs> There's a lot more um, Pokemon that you don't really care about now than what there used to be. Yeah. Which is a problem, really. Yeah. In saying that, now they have, for this game, and this is a big controversy controversy of this game, is that they don't have every single Pokemon in it. Which is kind of bad because now the ones that are kind of meh stand out a lot. Yeah. As, you know... Man. <laughs> but I mean, like, they only have about half the amount of Pokemon in it. And people were furious with this because <laughs> that means that their favorite Pokemon might not be in the game. Like, you know, that one Pokemon that, like, people are like, I need to catch this Pokemon but as soon as possible. Pikachu. <laughs> no, they're not. Or Eevee at this at this time either. <laughs> it's just like, if, if they did get rid of those two, it would actually be, it's like, well, we've done it. Pokemon is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon has died. All right, your your choices of um no of starters are this this weird rabbit thing or trubbish. <laughs> Go. <laughs> what, what would end up happening is that there will be such an outroar that they would have to patch the game to put po- um, Pikachu and Eevee back into it. Paid DLC. No, <laughs> no, they, like- they could not get away with that. <laughs> What if they release all of the missing Pokemon as paid DLC? That would hurt. Would they get away with that? They probably would get away with that. Just because it would be the Pokemon? Uh, but because it's on, because they have half in the game, half out of the game, they could price it as a whole other game. Mm. A whole new game. Please don't listen to our show, <laughs> developers of this game. Oh, not Niantic, Game Freak. Jeez. Mm. Well, I mean, they could do it worse than that instead of, you know, releasing all the ones in one spot. They could, you know, release some at a time and make <laughs> you pay for each one. <laughs> See, the, the thing that they did right was that instead of focusing on all of the development time for making these Pokemon, making the animations, putting them in the game type thing. But couldn't you just do an EA and just re-release the same game? They have done that multiple times. (laughs) They needed a new one. (laughs) But, I mean, like, instead of um, using their development time for that, they instead used their development time to put different mechanics in the game. So instead of making, like, just another Pokemon game, they're, like, trying to add new things in there, play with the concept itself, and, like, try and put it, like, make it different enough from the previous one. Where it feels I guess like that's a, a pretty tall order. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they have to program 900 Pokemon in and make them all viable in, like, a competitive scene as well because Pokemon has a competitive scene and, like, you know, have to make them all balanced in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, putting just that much into it well i mean if you're going for new mechanics and new pokemon something's got to suffer yeah that is true otherwise it would just suffer from massive bloat (laughs) yeah the problem is that i think is that they've taken away all of the previous starter pokemon except the charizard line so like 
your Bulbasaur's, your Squirtle's, like all of the rest of the starter Pokemon aren't in the game. Those are a majority of people's favorite Pokemon are starter Pokemon. See, my thing is, is that, you know, I've never been that into Pokemon, so mm. I know Pikachu and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So imagine, like, um, to put into, like, a term that might be easier for people not um, acquainted with the series, imagine, like, in a previous game, like, you've been playing this, this these games for, like, you know, 15, 20 years or so that you've been alive and like the pokemon that you originally in your very first game that you ever played the first pokemon that you ever got is like your favorite pokemon that's now no longer in this game yeah i mean that's a pretty rough blow for you know someone who's been playing pokemon for all that time and have their favorite characters and that's Mm. the one they like to play around with and yeah they get used to the others but you know they still have their favorite Mm. Mm. see the thing is is that what um game freak have said is that in game, like going forward, they're not going to have every Pokemon in, but every game going forward is going to have a different set of Pokemon in it. So this time it might have like this 400 set of Pokemon. Next time, you know, they might get rid of like 200 of them and add 200 different Pokemon. And then next. Okay, so they're yeah. going to be rotating. Yeah, kind of thing. it's a rotating roster, but. Well, I guess that means um, then. It's going to be a case of not every game, every Pokemon game is going to be for everyone because, mm. oh, oh, it doesn't have my starter, but... I mean, every Pokemon game is, you know, trying to be a successful Pokemon game. Mm. They're just trying to... Reduce bloat or something, I yeah, guess. Yeah, reduce bloat, make it so that it's it runs well on consoles mm. and stuff because, like, you know, there's limited amount of specs in a console. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's only so much that they can fit on the physical game yeah. cartridge as well. Mm. Because on the Switch, there's no, like, oh, you have to download a patch, day one patch or whatever. It's literally you put in the card, it and you runs. Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole point of console games. You put it in the machine and you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that lots of uh, growing trend this day is, you know, you put in your... Halo Reach disc. It's like, oh, by the way, there's an 80 day, an 80 gig day one download. It's like, that's not a download. That's not an update. That's the game. <laughs> yeah. It's the- so stupid. The whole point of console is that you didn't need to do that. <laughs> mm. See, the thing is, is that now with the game development, as rushed as it is nowadays, because like nowadays you get more and more games that aren't ready out the door. It's just like, you know, they make their, what is called, I think, a golden disc, which is like basically, this is the disc that we're shipping to people, which is like basically a month before the release date. They still work on stuff after that. Yeah. Like, th- that's what the day one patch normally is. Yeah, they go, it's they go through and find bugs and they say, oh, by the way, we forgot, you know, we did a bad Eevee's now, a, you know, lightning type. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah, so Fix. like um, the day one patch is supposed to be like the work that is between that golden disc sample being made and the release date, which like that might be a period of three months because like, you know, you have to wrap up production and stuff to get the golden disc done. Mm. 
and like you know then you know you send that out to reviewers and stuff like that and then after that that's when the day one patch comes out so. Yeah. But if those are the ones that are going to reviewers, then you should be, you know, I, th- I think doing they, complete discs to, you know, actual consumers. I, I th- think that they also, like, you know, give the reviewers day one patches as well from what they've worked on. Generally, like, they're more, I think, like, polishing up type things more than, like, fixing game-breaking stuff. But, yeah, game development is not good. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's broken. Yeah. Honestly, the way that things are now, they should honestly just give people more time to make a game, make the game finished, and then ship it out. And, you know, which will end up costing the consumer more. Mm. But in saying that, the price... Well, then you won't get games like, was it No Man's Sky? Yeah. Or, you know, Fallout 76? (laughs) No Man's Sky was a game that should have had another two years in development. Yeah. It was just pushed out way too quick. Yeah. But um. But that's what, you know, that's what developers are doing these days. It's what the publisher wants more than anything else. Yes. The publisher is the one that gives them the money, and they want to recoup their money as quick as possible. But, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if any of these actually cared about what they were, you know, publishing? <laughs> See, the publishers care well most of them i won't say all of them but like you know they have to look out for their bottom dollar most of the time the developers are the ones that put their heart and soul into the game well i mean you can still look after your bottom line and turn out a decent product i mean yeah it happened it it does happen more times than not but it is a growing trend to push unfinished games out the Mm. door and then fix them later calling them a live service model well i mean they did that with anthem and anthem just died Mm -hmm. yes that is what happened with (laughs) anthem but yeah like it's weird the way that they're going at the moment everybody wants to capture that little slice of um like constant revenue that stuff like Fortnite makes and GTA makes, but mm. you know, you actually have to have a game there first. Yeah, hmm. funny that. <laughs> but uh, we might have to go to a music break. Yeah, given that it's almost been half an hour. Yeah. See, we make it up for the fact that we're half an hour late. <laughs> sure, why not? I tend to waffle on a little bit. Really? So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a tad bit. Okay, that's nice. I've been, I've been finding things, so all is good. So, we've been li- uh, listening to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back shortly. Tune FM, your favorite study buddy.
those that dream along lie awake I'll give you something so Fixing up a drink and it's a hot chocolate. I'm in my socks and dance floor down the hall. Last call, meet me at the
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. All right. Yes. Yes. We are here. Um, right. So, a few interesting things. Uh, first off, Half-Life 2 is having its 15th birthday. Yay. Yay. Doesn't Yay. that make everybody feel old? Happy birthday to <laughs> you. <laughs> Anyways, um, other amusing things. Um... I'm just going through, like, minor tech news because there's not been a lot recently other than the, like, big stuff of, you know, those game companies doing bad. Yeah. It's just like, come on. <laughs> we can talk about something else. Um, So there's a rumor going around that there is a new Mass Effect game. Mm. All right. Um, Wait. They're made by Bioware, aren't they? Yes. I don't think that's happening. Well, <laughs> I I just thought for a second, like, wait a sec. They're doing Dragon Age 4 at the moment. Hmm. And also Anthem to an extent. Well, the thing is, is that the lead, uh, the fellow who did uh, Mass Effect 2, 3, and Andromeda, and was also lead producer on Anthem, mm. but bailed from Anthem yeah. because, like... Anthem. <laughs> Anthem. Mm. Um has been put onto a another um, another unannounced project. Okay. And Bioware has made it very clear in the past that Mass Effect is not abandoned even though Andromeda bombed something yeah. fierce. Well, I mean, they probably shouldn't have released Andromeda when they did, given how buggy it became. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I've, I have nightmares about some of the weird visual glitches that I've seen in that, <laughs> and it was supposed to be updated. Mm. Um, so basically, it looks like they're putting together a team, as in, this is like early development, as yeah. in like design sketches. Oh, okay. But people who have been on Mass Effect projects before are coming back together again. I mean, if we could get a Mass Effect like Mass Effect 2 and 3 without its weird ending, we'd be good. Because mm. that'd be nice. I'd like a new Mass Effect. Or I also heard that, you know, people were getting excited about them maybe even remastering them. Okay, yeah. And that would be cool. I would throw money at that. <laughs> <laughs> more money at Take Mass Effect. Pretty much, yeah. Um, for our more computer science-oriented lis- uh, listeners, um, there has been a decade-long legal battle between Google and Oracle. Mm. Oracle is the group that owns Java. Yeah. Uh, and basically, this entire battle has been that Oracle says Google used or reverse engineered, or I don't even know what their issue is, basically, mm. um, Java code to build Android. Okay. All right. Um, and basically, they're saying that um, their API, which is basically... Um, it's called the application programming interface. Basically, it's a way to get build a piece of software to talk to another one. Yeah. So, for instance, if you want to make a mod for a game, you have to use an API. It's the easiest way to do it. Mm. All right. Um, but but this eternal legal battle between Google and Oracle has resulted in Oracle. Originally, Google got the win, saying, mm. "No, you can't. You know, copyright." APIs, you can't, you know, charge people for the privilege of building stuff to work with your yeah. things. Because if you did that, 
a lot of interconnected programs would just fall apart. Yeah. Um, but then they went to the Federal Circuit Court in the U.S. and they said, oh, by the way, Oracle's now won it. So you can charge people to use your API. Oh. It's now been accepted by the high court, which means whatever they decide, that's it. <laughs> so we're on the last, you know, the last leg of whether basically, you know, in, in terms of for games, whether or not modding will be, you know, possible. Because yeah. if all of a sudden it's, you know, every API on the planet is copyrighted and you have to charge for the, you mm. have to pay for the license to be able to use it. There goes modding, because mm. nobody's not going to be. No one is going to be passionate enough to pay money to do something that they're not allowed to accept money for. Yeah. So yeah, that's this is going to be you know. <laughs> well, hopefully it you know rules in favor of the modding community because you know a lot of games would die if that happened. Ah, actually, namely anything from Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking this could be like the thing that makes them make a new you know. Skyrim is like, mm. oh, we can't keep re-releasing Skyrim. <laughs> They're working on it, yeah. just slowly. They are? Yeah. I thought it was a mod for Skyrim. No, Valenwood. <laughs> no, that's a new game. Really? Yeah. I haven't even heard of this game. Elder Scrolls 6, Valen... I think it's Valenwood. It's... Six? It, it was kind of teased, like, a year and a half ago or something, with, like, a little... Like thirty second um, trailer that was like just going over like woods and stuff and mountains and it's just like I think it said Valenwood Elder Scroll Six and the entire like all of us were just like <gasps> all right so it won't come out until after Bethesda drops Starfield Star yeah oh it's plenties away. Um, what is this game? Elder Scrolls Six. Well, <laughs> I love. I, I love it. I, the first thing I read in this is as googling Starfield. Starfield is Bethesda's first original RPG in twenty-five years. <laughs> the RPG company, the guys who like made yeah. the genre, haven't done one in twenty-five <laughs> years. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oof. Well, speaking of legal stuff, um, has anybody bought a game on Steam recently? Oh, yeah. No. Well, let's say um, I bought a game on the weekend, and I noticed that instead of, you know, terms of sale, it was subscription terms was what it was called. So do you recall a while ago, Steam lost a legal battle in France trying to argue that their games that they were selling were not product keys they were subscriptions yeah which meant that steam had to come up with methods to allow users to resell those items because steam isn't allowed to control what happens at the end user steam has redone their terms of terms of agreement so you are no longer buying a copy of the game you are now paying a one-off subscription fee Oh. So instead of, you know, implementing a system where you can resell games, they've just changed their terms of service kind of thing to a subscription agreement. Okay. Yes. And I don't know. I feel like what I was reading was I couldn't find anything in it that talked about previously bought stuff. 
But I get the feeling that this terms of service, this uh, subscription agreement um, supersedes that. Okay. This is the new agreement that you have to agree to in order to be allowed to use Steam, basically. We've probably already agreed to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know those terms of service. You just click accept and... Yeah. Nobody's got time to read, you know, 80 pages. We did. (laughs) Jen and I did. Yeah, because I saw it and I was like, I just just went and ticked the box and then I pressed, you know, purchase and I was like, oh, wait, what? (laughs) Wait. Hmm. So then I had to go and, you know, I couldn't find it just by Googling it. So I had to go and, you know, pretend to buy another game and, you know, open the window and have a look at what they were saying. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's a thing now. They did not try and revolutionise. They just, you know... Made a thing. Yeah, well, I, I would assume that they're just going to keep the th- way the things the way that they are. That's kind of the easiest thing to do for yeah. them. Yeah, like not make it so it's all too radically different in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. They just to change be fair, wording to around. Be fair, to be fair, this get... is what they probably were operating off of anyways. Mm. Now they've just put it down into legal writing. Yeah. It's just they changed the wording to make it so that they can't get sued. Mm. Yes. But, yeah, that is the result of the legal battle that happened in France, which Valve lost. Yeah. So not much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> mm. oh, well, a- I mean, it could have gone really horribly wrong. Ooh. And, you know, their reaction to it was, you know, I mean, it probably wasn't perfect, but it's better than what it could have been. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Ah, oh, this is glorious. All right, so I found a thing on the news and it was hilarious and I want to talk to it. All right. Talk to it. Talk talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So you know how the US is well known for seriously over-engineering things. Do no. you know about the space pen? Yes. I've heard about the space pen when the Russians use a pencil. Yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. So the US... That's because the Russians, you know... We've got it together. You can just use a pencil. It works no matter where you are. Last year, um, the Ru- a Russian Air Force base in Syria was attacked by a, a swarm of drones. Mm. Right? Now, the issue is, is that militaries like spending lots of money on relatively fragile aircraft. Yeah. Okay? So if a drone flies into it, you know, drops a hand grenade on it, that aircraft is now grounded. Mm. Bad things can happen. They don't like spending money. So uh, the U.S. has spent a lot of money. Mm. <laughs> they have devent, invented, um, under the codename Aladdin system, uh, a anti-drone laser gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More gun. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is this uh, going to be like a multi-laser from like Fallout or something? Mm. That moment when the US Army is looking to fall out for their um, <laughs> weapon ideas. <laughs> yeah, so it's... um, God, it costs... <laughs> you know how, how inexpensive drones are these days, you know? Yeah. What, 50 bucks? Mm. Less? Uh, one of these um, drone units... Anti-drone units costs um, three uh, thirty and a half million dollars. <laughs> thirty and a half. Yep. Thirty point five million dollars. Mm-hmm. 
Let That's me just. A lot of money. <laughs> I'm gonna just grab out a calculator real quick. You guys just talk for a sec. Okay. So um, this uh, laser system is is supposed to be able to be mounted on like literally anything, but they've also worked out another version of it for like specifically base defense, which uh, the basically the way it works is it de- it detect. Yes, Nick. Uh, so I've just put down if. A drone costs about $50. Let's just say that for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. These, each um, of these missiles, uh, laser things, have to take out 610,000 drones to make their money back. Yep. <laughs> That's a lot of drones, and I don't think you're going to have that many drones coming at a military base. <laughs> yeah. Per laser installment. I guarantee you there's going to be a lot more than one. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. How to waste a lot of money really quickly. Yeah, so that's just just with the estimate being $50 per drone. Yeah. Well, okay, so laser um, drone killing lasers has been something that the U.S. Army has been looking at for, well, a while. A a while. They, They want it. They want it really bad. I feel like they just want new toys. Now, the question is, does it work on just drones or the UAVs? Okay, so um, Lockheed Martin, uh, yeah, big... I smack my mic. (laughs) Belt it, yeah. Have been working on their version of this super laser. Um, And its thing is, you have two targeting modes. Drone targeting mode, where it detects a drone, targets it, but then asks for a human to fire. Mm. Or anti-artillery mode which targets like mortars and rockets and doesn't ask for human input <laughs> it just shoots it if it detects it it shoots it down mm. with a laser does that make it explode in the air i assume so <laughs> <laughs> next minute they just start throwing airburst <laughs> ammunition as, oh yes you know we can save money because we don't have to buy detonators <laughs> um so, basically, it's incredibly expensive <laughs> and kind of dumb because the Russians managed to fight off their, you know, drone attack and didn't have any issues and stuff like that. So, I feel like it's another case of, um, you know, space pen and pencil. <laughs> See, the thing is, is that if they have, if they can take down UAVs, that's a very good weapon. Mm. Because the unmanned aerial vehicles, they can cost a lot of money. Yeah. and you I feel like you need something a little bit more, um, I mean, something more powerful. Because if you're taking down drones and it's got enough power to take down a UAV. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm just saying, like, if it can do that, that's, you know. That would be probably worth it. Yeah, that, that makes the weapon worthwhile. If it can't take them out then what's the point? <laughs> yeah. So, well, like the I other said, thing is, <laughs> so, you know, you have Aladdin, which is Lockheed Martin's, like, super laser. Then they have, um, oh, what's this one called? Does it have a code name? The High Energy Laser Weapon System, Helwes, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a vehicle-mounted version. Mm. Um, basically, Aladdin-based mounted, it's, you know, got the entire power grid to run off of. This one yeah. is vehicle mounted um, and can shoot like 
20, 30 times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not that much. Not that much. Um, And has like, what, four hours of battery charge? Oh. Um, so this is like, put it in the forest for a bit, take out drones, mm. go back. Yeah. Okay, the Hewlez can fire between 20 and 30 times and run its tracking system for up to four hours on a single charge. Um, can you I'll, take a secondary car with another battery you pack can, on it? You can take a generator car. Oh. <laughs> you just plug it into a generator where it can fire infinite amount of times. Like, <laughs> no, you wait until you run out of petrol or... Mm. Or solar energy if you've got... Solar generator. <laughs> I feel like you just get a lot of mirrors and like focus a beam and be cheaper. <laughs> um, or so you've got that. You've got Aladdin. You've got H- Helwus, and then you've got Phaser. <laughs> that sounds like a fake laser. It it sounds like a Star Trek reference to me. <laughs> um, which is that is a Star Trek reference. It is yes. Um, or a phaser, which is basically just an EMP. Oh. Which is, you know, oh, you could EMP them. Or you could just go to Radio Shack and buy a radio jammer for, like, five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh. Um, so, yeah. You've got that, which is dumb. Oh, also the company Raython. Raytheon. Um, That's a cool-sounding company. Raytheon is an amazing company because all they do is make dumb tech to sell to the U.S. to shoot down drones. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, that's it. They have a car which shoots lasers and another drone with a stinger missile attached to it that flies into drones and blows them up. Wait. Then what happens when the drone gets shot down with their car? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> stinger missile so, just deton- detonates. detonates. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's literally a, a stinger missile, like from an aircraft. Yeah. You know, but made for contact detonation, so you just ram your drone into their drone and blow it up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just going to say, weapons testing for these guys must be the best. <laughs> Come here, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Boom. It, it's just like one guy, like they have to do a weapons test where one guy is like, okay, I'm the drone that's trying to escape and you're the drone trying to get me. Mm. Tag. It, it, yeah, it's just like, drone okay, so stand in the same spot and let me hit you. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> just moves the drone. Other drone goes past. No. <laughs> mm. I don't want to. <laughs> now, another thing is that they've also developed a program called Windshear, which is what they call plug-and-play anti-drone defense command systems. So you can whip what? out your laptop, plug in Windshear to it or install it or whatever, and you have control of um, drone detection and counter-drone weapon systems. Jeez. I don't know how much it costs. <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> but it's expensive. Uh, it's <laughs> just like a modified version with, uh, like, space invaders. <laughs> Instead of the little space invaders. Space invaders, but drones. <laughs> uh, why? Or something like Pong. Now, <laughs> you have to play Minesweeper to start the program. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be enough. I think that's it. The whole entire military phone piece is why. They had to play Minesweeper. <laughs> uh, 
Now I'm going to... Hmm. The vehicle they stick it on is called the Polaris. It's a cool, like, dune buggy with a laser gun. <laughs> um, now, to take this to a, a video game. Mm. All right. So Squad has just released a beta update, which adds the commander role. Commander role can have, like, artillery and all this other stuff, and conventional forces get UAVs and stuff like that. Uh, the Basically, the discount terrorists mm. faction... Because they don't have UAVs, they get a little drone instead. Yeah. But I'm absolutely terrified of it. Because something that the terrorists can do, which is really annoying, is they make suicide vehicles. They just stick it with remote detonatable explosives, drive it into somebody, and blow it up. Yeah. And it's really funny to do. <laughs> um, but you can stick the bombs to the drone. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I just don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> it's like cruising along here is buzzing. Everyone run! <laughs> Scare them! Where's my space laser? <laughs> Gets the um, orbital bombardment from like Gears of War. She's <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> uh, so. It's like, you do not come at me like that. <laughs> they can stick the anti-drone weapon system on a Predator UAV. <laughs> I, use the, I use the drone to shoot the drone. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Anyways, we should probably go to a music break. Yeah. You've been listening to Tune FM 106.9 and the Unix Radio Show, and we will be back shortly. Student Powder Radio, Tune FM. Hello, my friend. It's been a while. It's been a minute since I passed you by. Same cities, but we're miles apart. Four kids, a house, and two cars. Remember when we used to rule the world? Park behind the golden arches. We had it all when we had nothing. I wish I'd seen it coming. You should have told me you were in deep You should have told me when it all went wrong I hear you echo through the concrete Down the streets where we once belonged If you need me, just call my name I know we went our separate ways But I'll be there in a heartbeat I'll be there in a heartbeat I'll share your pain No, I won't judge We'll pick it up where we left off I'll be there in a heartbeat Spoke at all from the same place, just three doors down. Five mates raised in the same town. Remember when we used to rule the world? Down inside us by the station, Shelly boys thought we were famous. It's those days that made us. You should have told me you were in deep. You should have told me when it all went wrong. I hear you echo through the concrete, down the streets where we once belonged. If you need me. Up 
place that we call home Racing down the older road We'll pick it up where we left off If you need me, just call my name I know we went our separate ways But I'll be there in a heartbeat I'll be there in a heartbeat I'll share your
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. What other tech news have you found over there? Um, well... I remember you saying something very soul-crushing before. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, RGB HDMI cables are now a thing. See, that wasn't the soul-crushing part. Oh. Uh, well, the soul-crushing <laughs> part is that they aren't RGB. They have, like, five different colors that they can display... And they cost up to two hundred US dollars. Yeah, it's like <laughs> no. what? <laughs> no, no. I don't want to spend that much money. <laughs> Not for something that goes behind either a my TV or b my monitor. Mm. You know what is genuinely soul crushing for you know retro gamers? What Mega Man Zero slash uh, ZX Legacy Collection is delayed. <gasps> no. no. <laughs> I don't even play Mega Man, but I know some people like it, so there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm being shocked and horrid for mm. those people. Horrid. <laughs> horrid. 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 Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, um, let's see. There are deals and stuff that I'm not really interested in because they're all out of date. It's sad going back through yeah. this PC news stuff because like, I find, like, oh, you know, free games. Like, I already have it, so that's fine. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> I would have been sad, you know, if I'd missed it. Yeah. It's actually a cool RTS. It's called um, Company of Heroes 2. Yeah. Have you heard of the Company of Heroes series? Uh, a little bit. It's it's a, quite a decent World War II RTS games. Mm. I think people prefer the first more than the second. Yeah. Uh, personally, I liked some of the um, special campaigns in the second, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Had some awesome mechanics and stuff like that. So if you did manage to pick it up for free, then you'd noticed it. Mm. Um, well done. You've picked up you know, quite a nice thing. Some of the DLC does make it quite cool. So okay. it is worth. And it is also on sale. So, you know, mm. that also makes it <laughs> worth quite a bit more. Um. But, yeah, I just remembered uh-huh. something that uh, – some big news about Google Stadia. Oh. So, firstly, it's supposed to release on the 19th of November, which uh-huh. is, for us, tomorrow. Yes. Um, apparently, so there was a – I think a $130 um, USD bundle – where you get a um, a controller, a Chrome, Chromecast Ultra, yeah. as well as the service. Firstly, people that bought that mm-hmm. might not get it on the day. Like, they're going on first come, first serve type thing. So How does that work in terms of software? Well, it's a physical box. They give you oh, a physical, it's a physical box. Oh, right. They okay. give you a physical controller and a physical Chromecast. Right. Um, so that everybody that backed that and like you know paid for that might not get it on the get go day get, one. Yeah, they get it like staggered type thing. Like they couldn't really like get them all made. Um, done in and sent all at once they're doing it like delayed for some people so firstly there's that secondly there's only 12 games on it at the moment firstly you had they had to pay 130 dollars for the box to get the controller and the chromecast then they have to pay more just 
they have to pay more money to buy the games to play on this service, except for Destiny 2, because that's free to play. Hmm. Right. And then not all the features are there to begin with. So to start off with, um, the controller only works when you're playing on a TV. If you want to play it on anything else, oh, sorry, the wireless controller only works, works wirelessly with a TV. If you want to play it with like a PC or like a phone or something, you have to plug it in. And then um, a couple of the features that um, were in the promotional um, trailers and stuff, they're not implemented yet. Like if somebody is on YouTube and they're playing something, you can actually jump into their game. Is this like, me or does this sound like they're trying to do a bit of a Bethesda? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think what they're trying to do is get the things working properly before they release them. But well, the thing is, is that they've promised a product and, you know, yeah, technically like, they're not quite delivering on it. Yeah, they should have had it in at the beginning type thing. Like, yes. it's just like, why? <laughs> why, Google? Why are you doing this? False advertising. <laughs> oh, not really false advertising, but um, the services will be there eventually. Yeah, but it's still it's false advertising that if people expected it on release. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, and then, like, also, out of the, I think it's 12 games that they have, one's free to play. All the rest of them are, like, games that came out either last year or before. Oh, actually, I've seen something on this. I'll have to like, go back to it. Hold on. Um, Mortal Kombat X. Oh, sorry, 11. Um, Final Fantasy 15. Three of the Tomb Raider games. Um, You're telling me that a quarter of the games available to play are Tomb Raider? Yes. Wow, okay. <laughs> yes. And... Um, there are going to be more games available in the coming future, like in the launch window, which might be like three to four months for Stadia. Okay. <laughs> I guess they're going to be playing a lot of Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And like, I think GTA Five was another one that was All on right. there. So yeah. I've got the list of games that are going to wait. Yeah, and there's only one game on there that is Stadia exclusive. And mm. it's just like a little, basically like a little indie puzzle game that they probably threw together for Stadia. Okay. So the games on Stadia. So they released 12 on launch and another 14 later on down throughout the, track. the year. Uh, you get Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Baldur's Gate 3, Borderlands 3, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, but that's not released yet. Mm. Darksiders Genesis, Destiny 2, which is free to play now. Yeah. Uh, Destroy All Humans, Doom and Doom Eternal, which isn't released, released yet. either. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Yeah, that's an old game. Farming Simulator 19. Yeah. Farming Simulator. <laughs> Is one of their big blockbuster trying yeah. to grab you into the service game. Yep. Final, Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15. Which is a 
three-year-old game at this point, I believe. Football Manager 2020, which is a obvious reskin of the previous year's mm. game, to the point where stuff in the game still says 2019. No, that was FIFA. Fi- oh, fi- oh it's FIFA. Sorry, yeah. Uh, but it's get- probably not too much better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get Packed, which I have no idea what that is. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Gods and Monsters. Grid. Guilt, which is an exclusive. Wait, grid? Grid or Grid 2? Grid. Grid's pretty old now. Yeah. Like, that's like a, what, seven-year-old game or something. No, there's been a re-release of it. Oh. This year. Oh. But, As in 13th of September this year. What? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, um, what was that one? Huh. The other one? Uh, the other ones are Guilt, which is an yeah. ex- a Stadia exclusive. That was the game I was talking about. Just Dance 2020. Yeah. Which is actually still being released on the Wii. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, Metro which, Exodus. Marvel's Avengers is like a... It's not out yet. Yeah. Uh, Metro Exodus. Mortal Kombat 11. Is Metro Exodus the one that didn't impress you at all? Yeah. That's the one that's on... Um, it was free on Epic. Yeah, on Epic, yeah. Mm. Mortal Kombat 11, NBA 2K, Orcs Must Die, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Oh, my God. Ugh, how old is this? I can't imagine they're making Power Rangers games. Nope, they are. 2019. <laughs> I was about to say, they probably are. But aren't Power Rangers, like, old? I I think they still make new ones. Okay. Rage 2, Samurai Showdown, Super Hot. That's not old, but it's, you know, not new either. The Crew 2, The Division's True 2, Elder Scrolls Online. Mm, Which is... It doesn't have Skyrim. It's obviously terrible. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Thumper, The Tomb Raider Trilogy... Trials Rising, Watch Dogs Legion, Wind Jammers 2, and Wolfenstein Youngblood, which is considered, like, the worst of the Wolfensteins. Mm. So, um... Yeah, the thing is, is yeah. that it, it's, it's like, who is Stadia built for is the question. Like, if you are a gamer, you've probably played all these games before. Yeah, yeah. most of them. So, a lot of them are, you know, solid name titles. So, yeah, you've already played them. Mm. And a lot of them aren't um, games that you come back to. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's like you play them, you love them, but they're not return games. The thing is, is that it's also you have to buy these games again mm. to play them on Stadia. I mean, not many people are going to like forking out money for the game they already have. Mm. Probably on Steam. Yeah, it's it's just like Stadia falls into this weird place where I don't know exactly where it's supposed to who it's supposed to be for. I feel like that's going to be a massive problem for them. Mm. So, yeah, it's just like who is it built for? Like, I don't know. I think, okay, so one of the other things that Stadia does not do is that Stadia, um, it doesn't even feel like it's for 
like just gamers in general like casual gamers because it doesn't have family sharing which mm. just doesn't feel right at all uh achievements or 4k streaming mm. so you're not going to be using it over steam basically mm. if you've got anything so i guess it's for like oh you know i have a crap top you know a terrible laptop i yeah. don't want to you know play anything mm. that's gonna destroy it but like uh yeah like most gamers that people that are interested in the games that they want like these games that they want to play would already have a pc or would have an xbox or a playstation that they play these games on yeah Mm. like they already have the only thing that makes stadia different is that it doesn't need the actual hardware box in your room to play like the the um, which is a which is a big advantage to be fair but games thing- machines are quite expensive yeah but i mean like in saying that if you're going for things like you know borderlands or something you're gonna have a rig that can run it mm. if you're going for those new release titles yeah and you're into it, well, that's yeah. what you're going to have. That's another thing as well. It's like I feel like the people who would be super excited for a lot of these big releases, like Cyberpunk 2077 mm. is not going to be something that draws you to a service. A service. It's going to be something that you're excited to do because you have, you know, and you will have the hardware to run it if mm. you're interested in that sort of thing. Yeah, and, um, like, I think think stadia can is also a subscription service as well Mm. like i think you need to pay money to use the service yeah well you pay money to use the service and then have to buy the games yeah and then that's probably taking it a step too far and then if you want to play it on a um uh if you want to play it on anything that's not a pc you have to buy a controller yeah and if you want to play it on a TV, you have to have a Chromecast Ultra, which is a hundred dollars. And the thing—it's expensive to get into Stadia. And the thing is, is that the if you already have a Chromecast Ultra, you can't pay—you yeah. can't use it at this present moment in time. You have to use the one that they ship to you. Oh, is it specially set up? Well, the, they're going to release a firmware later on. But at the moment, that firmware is not on Chromecast Ultras that are out in the wild. It's only on the ones that they're sending to you in a box with the controller itself. How much money do you want to bet that this flops? (laughs) See, the thing is, is that it's Google. How much money does Google have? Lots of money. I I think... What analysts are predicting is that Google's going to lose a lot of money on this at the beginning. Mm. Like, a lot of money. Yeah. And and it's just going to be, like, if they stick with it or not. Mm. Depending on how much money it loses them. Mm. Depends on how many people are in, like, the early adopters and then, like, the late adopters as well. Depends on how many people actually pick up the product. Honestly, if a lot of people do, then yeah, sure, they're probably going to stick with it and it will eventually start making the money. 
but if nobody picks it up and pe- like people pick it up and in the first couple of months it's just like mm. yeah no nah, this isn't like the best the thing like, about gamers is that once they can actually afford or get their hands on you know an actual decent decent gaming pc or console which they'll just get that which 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 i'm just going to add isn't expensive all right mm. so jennifer has a gaming pc which she spent $300 on and to be fair, it was running stuff well above what it should have been able to run. My poor GTX 570 was working its little <laughs> graphics card hard out. <laughs> and I just recently got her a RX 580. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. For 150 bucks. Ooh, that's pretty nice. Well, yeah. that's, you know, $450 into a PC that can pretty much run everything. Everything <laughs> that she wants to throw at it. Yeah. So... The only thing that's holding her back right now is a uh, lack of RAM, mm. which is really easily fixed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... Yeah, like, the thing is, is that also a console at this point in time is only about, like, four, three to four hundred bucks as well. But this is at the end of the console generation. Mm. But in saying that, if you're spending a hundred and, let's say, in Australia, two hundred bucks to get um, a Google Stadia type thing. Yeah. You then, yeah, an extra two to $300 isn't all that much to get a console. And then, um, like, you have the physical games as well. Like, mm-hmm. nobody can take that away from you. And also... Um, well, that's just it. Like, Steam, Epic, all those online stores that you can use to play games on if you're a PC gamer, well... Yeah. You just get any old computer. Mm. It doesn't have to, you know... You don't have to buy the games again (laughs) for each computer you have. Yeah, I know. Um, But there's also a potential problem that is with streaming games like what Google Stadia wants to do is latency. Mm. Where latency is the biggest problem that will affect... Google Stadia. Now, the weird thing is, is that Google is claiming that Stadia will have less latency than the latency to your computer and back to your monitor again. Yeah. They're saying that's going to be, it's going to be faster than that. And I feel like, you know, that's a lot. It also depends on where you are. Mm. Like, if you're in a data, like, you know, basically right next to one of their data centers, sure, fine, you're great, you're good to go. What happens if you're in Armadale? <laughs> Armadale's not even... <laughs> yeah. Or, like, you know, parts of Australia... Well, actually, a majority of Australia still is on ADSL 2, and there's also people like you guys that live on... Um, satellite. Satellite network. And, you know, some of these internet, you know, they turn them on and, you know... They wait the entire day to load emails. <laughs> yeah. like That kind of thing still exists in this country. It, yeah. it, it's all well and good when, like, you know, you're, you're targeting the apps, like, the people that have absolute best internet, like, Americans. Americans have fairly good internet. Like, they can have, like, 300, to, 300 megabytes per second to, like, nearly gigabytes per second or gigabits per second Mm. sorry which is like 
which like that's like the highest end of things yeah but here in australia we're pushing to get 100 <laughs> yeah like our best commercial internet is 100 megabits per second so like their best uh, their some of their mediocre tiers are like three to four times better than our absolute best tier that we spend an arm and a leg to get. So, Australian internet is just a... It really is. But, like, you know, saying, like, latency is going to be hard there where you don't have that huge bandwidth mm. to play with. And, like, you know... Here's the, here's the other thing as well is that when you're... Um, most of this time download is your major thing that ISPs mm. focus on because that's where you actually notice the internet speed. Yeah. This will need upload as well. Yeah. We get what? If you get like a hundred megabit upload uh download, I think you get twenty five download. Upload. Oh sorry, upload. Mm. Yeah. So it's like you'll also not only do you only have a hundred megabits per second for the game to come to you for you to get back to the game, it's only 25 megabit per second hmm. as the highest tier yeah. type thing. And the other thing is that your internet speed is exactly related to what you can run as well. Mm. All right. So um, at the at the university, all right. So this is at university, which has amazing internet. Oh yeah. At you know. It's, you know, nighttime, so there's not going to be a lot of users using this connection. The radio, the internet at UNE, ah, gosh, at um, Tune. Tune, 33 megabits per second, which puts you in the 4K range, right? Yeah. But the average for Australia internet speed puts you at just on the lower end of 1080p, like you're pushing 1080p. <laughs> Yeah. Anything lower, they're saying 720p. Mm. All right. Now, um, and that's for videos, mm -hmm. which is only trying to put to you video and audio. Mm -hmm. Now, when I look at this, for instance, all right. So the things you're going to need to have to play Stadia, right, mm. is the controller, which costs 70 US. Oh, really? Yeah. The Chromecast mm. Ultra, which costs 70 US. Which is 100 here, so that's already $200. All right. You will also need a TV with HDMI, which is, yeah. Fairly standard. Fairly similar. But it also has to have internet as well, internet connectivity, which so means it, it has to, to be, be a, a smart, smart TV. TV. Which is like, you know, $1,000 plus. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't have i mean you don't technically need a smart tv yeah like i have one but i mean like the rest of my family doesn't have one hmm. i mean my mum just upgraded her tv but i can tell you what it's not smart <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just a normal decent tv yeah hmm. so let me see how i much mean you can get smart tvs for fairly cheap if you get like a small size like you can get 32 inch smart tvs for about Three to four hundred dollars. Well, let me check. At Bingley, the cheapest smart TV that their website has is two hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, yeah, and that's a thirty-two inch, like, weird brand name. Yeah, all the stuff to get. Um, 
a name brand, you know, you're looking at spending 550 bucks. Yeah. So let's say it's about $750 right now if you don't have the TV and you don't have the controller or the Chromecast. And then you got to pay not only the subscription, right? Mm, which I think is like 10 bucks for the basic one. Then per month. and buy games. Yeah. And pay for an internet plan fast enough to run it. To run it. And then maybe not be able to run it because internet is not always Because even you know, though even though it's illegal for them to sell a plan that they can't support, they do it anyway. Yeah. Mm. No, well, the thing is, is that you could also, you know, buy all these things, get into it and go, yes, load it up. And then you find out that the internet that you have, which is the best that you can get, still can't run it Mm -hmm. because you're in like, you know, not exactly rural, but like small town, semi-rural that's still on ADSL 2 plus. That gets 13 megabits per second. Mm Mm-hmm max yeah and can get lower than that depending on how much traffic is on that line oh and for the pleasure of spending all that extra money to be able to get the setup in the first place games are going to be priced exactly the same on stadia as they are for everywhere else yeah so you're not going to be getting any discounts or anything for you know paying them to do it anyways so yeah when you can just buy a playstation and have into your tv and go your existing tv Yeah. yeah And you you buy the games. Then again, let's say for um, let me just check something. Let's say eighty. All right. So okay, so you're going to be spending nine hundred and sixty dollars just for a year of Stadia for the internet and basic mm. thing, right? Um. Now. But in saying that, you are going to be basically doing that anyway. Yeah, you're going to have the internet, but you might not need that fast that like, yeah. level of internet plan. For me, that's like the average price of a fifty-fifty NBN plan. Yeah. All right. Um. So for a cheap with, if you take into account the fact that you might not be able to have that much money to spend, or don't spend that much money on an internet plan just so that you can play games. Yeah. And put the rest of the seven hundred dollars into a, you know, console, a console, or even a PC. A PC. You could put a you, you can put together a decent enough PC for seven hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, you're not going to be getting a one forty four hertz monitor or anything fancy mm. stuff like that, but you'll have a decent gaming setup. Yeah, and you're not even losing out on games libraries because the free to play games are still free to play. Yeah, and the pay to play games are still pay. <laughs> it <laughs> doesn't change anything. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, Stadia doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird pricing. It's less, it's just weird how it all works. And it's like, we don't know who it's targeted for. It's just weird. <laughs> mm. But anyway, with that, I think it's time to wrap up. Yeah. It's nearly eight o'clock. Yeah. So. Even though we started half an hour late, we should, you know. Yeah, we're not going to go half an hour later. They'll uh, make hell for the podcasting crew. (laughs) Do it anyway. (laughs) Anyway, this has been the Unex Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And we will be back next week at 6 o'clock, 
Hopefully. We said that last week. (laughs) Yeah. Next week, we'll be here on time. Next week, we will be here at seven. (laughs) (laughs) No. And that's our show for the night. Bye. Bye. Bye.